1: What is a guaranteed basic income? Because all of a sudden we're talking about it now every day. What is it? How does it work? Or does it actually work? That's a question kind of been played with several economies around the world who've tried it. Um, But in Ontario, 4,000 people across Lindsay, Hamilton, Thunder Bay uh, joined a Liberal pilot that has now been cancelled by the new government. And many believe that basic income is key to ending poverty. And if it's done properly, would then replace existing programs. You know, So instead of getting four or five different agencies, there'd be one check from one system. It would be a single, simple system of cash transfers um, per person. And in this particular pilot, it was about $17,000 per single person. You got a little bit more if you were in a relationship. No questions asked, no demands made. But critics are now saying, well, that doesn't work because it weakens the incentive to get out there and get a job and that it does not end the cycle of poverty. Finland has been looked at over the last uh, couple of years because they were uh, kicking off a pilot project, giving 2,000 unemployed people a, se- a set amount on you know monthly basis. They wanted to see if giving unconditional money would make people more likely to work. Now they're saying, okay, we're not going to do that. We're going to look at other models. And so I guess critics look at this and say, well, it doesn't address the root cause of why people fall into poverty and then stay. It doesn't make sense to give them a blank check, but not everyone will see it that way. Let's bring in someone who became part of the program and seems to have found relatively good success. His name is James Kalara, and he joins me from Hamilton. James, what was your or is your reaction to the PC's, you know, scaling back and pulling back this pro- this uh, program? Uh,
0: to be totally honest, I think it's, it's really short-sighted. Um, I think there's a lot of potential for this program, and I think there's a lot of people proving that they're doing very good things on it, and uh, a lot of people have shifted and, and went back to school and made life choices, and uh, now this stability is being pulled out from under them uh, two years early, essentially, which is a big problem for a lot of people.
1: Okay, so what's your experience? You had a job and then you actually signed up to be a part of this program. Why?
0: Correct. I had a job. I still have a part-time job. I actually had a job at one of the major banks before I started on the UBI project. Um, I worked. I was precariously employed. <clears throat> I couldn't get a, a full-time position as a, as a bank teller. And I was witnessing my job being slowly taken away by, by an app. Uh, a lot of people weren't coming the branches anymore. And a lot of people are in this situation right now where jobs are being automated and we need to plan for a future like that. Uh, so I, uh, switched from, from that because of UBI, I was, I was able to, um, discover what I wanted to do and actually, um, find, find another option, uh, for myself. Uh, and I, and I wasn't stuck in, in that position. I, I found out about it working. Uh, at the bank and found out that I qualified because I was making less than $34,000 a year. So just out of pure interest, I applied, I wanted to do the survey, and I ended up being part of the project.
1: And what's your experience been like since you have been part of this?
0: Uh, It's been a a world of difference. I've been able to, um, I was given this psychological freedom, essentially. As soon as I found out I was on the the project, I I was able to ask myself, what do I want to do? What am Mm -hmm. I best suited at? How can I best contribute to society? Um, like where, where can I be that, that I would have the greatest impact. And it wasn't at this job where I was doing a a menial task. Uh, and I knew that, and I was able to explore that now and not be so worried about my stability and feel so trapped, uh, um, by, by that position that I was in. Um, my life's transformed. I'm, I'm doing my art. I'm starting a business soon. I've taken the entrepreneurial route. Um, I've worked harder than I've ever worked and I don't plan on being on UBI for for more than 12 months, to be totally honest, I was using this as a springboard to become an entrepreneur.
1: So you're one of the success stories. So I think a lot of people will look at that and say, this is great. You get a guy like James who wants to work, uh, can get into a program where he's got financial, um, you know, a little bit of stability and doesn't have to live with the fear of losing uh, everything overnight. Um, And so he can go out and invest in himself. That is, I think, the success story we want to hear. But what would you say are the downsides of the program? Because I think a lot of those who have looked at um, um, a basic income guarantee as, as a, a way to go forward, say the big fail is that some people who are trying to be given the incentive to work don't actually end up working, so they stay in the cycle. So from your perspective of this, um, the program that you were involved in, where are the shortfalls, the, for- the shortcomings?
0: I believe that the shortcomings come from the stigma and they come from not being educated. Even the people that are against the idea of, of UBI I believe, lack a a certain education level when it comes to the future of jobs. Entrepreneurship is the future. What we need to do is couple things like this, like basic income, with uh, the idea of education towards entrepreneurship, towards people doing something for themselves, maybe taking a creative route and making money that way. Um, The the pitfall is giving money and and not giving instruction. Giving money uh, without any sort of other social incentives or other information or help on how to get started or, or what avenues they can go down. Mm-hmm. I think we need to invest in the people. So basic income doesn't necessarily mean just give people the, the money and see what they do with it. Um, we can also implement other strategies to help them discover what it is that they can do with that freedom and, and that they're capable of doing and, and where they can be most efficient in society, because at the end of the day, people want to do things. People want to contribute. People want to be part of community. And the economy is human. The economy is community. It is uh, healthy people, healthy ecosystems, and healthy states of mind. And I don't think the current situation with job automation the way it is, I don't think a lot of people are in a healthy state of mind with their jobs uh, and with the paycheck to paycheck that that they're living with now.
1: Well, there's no question. I mean, no matter your age, I th- I, I'm I'm assuming you're a little bit younger than me. But I mean, it, there is no such thing as I have have learned and learned in, in my 40s. The Security does not exist in, in today's world, and it is a scary place to be, especially if you find yourself having to get back into retraining yourself and trying to compete. So it is, it is a scary world. In my view, the perfect plan would be to offer a guaranteed basic income, but only on the condition that you get rid of all the other programs and cut back on all that kind of bureaucracy. Um, and like you say, offer the support so that people actually do, like yourself, start investing and maybe going into business or getting uh, a business started. Um, I just don't know why we can't get it right. Finland was, I think, the model that they were looking at, um, and it was widely praised. But again, they pulled that back, and now they're not investing into it anymore. So... When I talked to the Minister McLeod today, um, she said, you know, I said, what are you going to do? Is there any way that you're going to look into another model like this? Would you bring in, you know, I hate to use the word workfare, where you, you bring in a system um, where you ha- you know get people to go out and look for work and then you get paid? Um, and I got the sense that they're going to do something like what was in place just to make sure that people are actually going in and out of work uh, areas. Yeah, Um I'm not sure
0: where they're going to be going with it. I know that we can do it right. I know there is a way. I think uh, one of the big problems right now is is the fact that there's so much disagreement. There's so much partisan politics. There's one side and then the other. It's this huge, massive pendulum of, of change and, and progress towards the future. And then this massive pendulum swings yeah. backwards towards cuts and short-sighted financial-only narrow-mindedness. Uh, The financial statements and dollars isn't what Canada is made of. It's not what the economy is made of. The economy is made of us. It's made of people. It's made of creativity. It's made of artists, It's made of entrepreneurs. It's made of people who want to change the world for the better and who want to leave a world for our children that is stable, where they can explore the options no matter what walk of life they come from and, and find out what they can be and how they can help change the world and influence their society. And the way it is right now, um, you know, just the job system alone, I think we need to learn how to discover, uh, you know, meaning beyond jobs, meaning beyond uh, what I do for work. Oh, what do you do? Uh, I do this for a job. That is a a problem that I see in our society. And I know a lot of people that are in my situation that don't like their jobs are in a very small box and are capable of doing so much more to help their community, to help their country, to help, you know our humanity to progress and move forward towards a better future okay so and, uh,
1: I'm, I'm running against a wall though just, just, just let me ask you yeah. in summing things up when all is said mm-hmm. and done it seems like you've you're on a path what will you yeah. be doing i mean you've had a chance to be on this program where are you where will we find you you know in the future
0: Within the next three months, I had already had a plan by about October to launch a Kickstarter project and start my own business. Uh, I was planning on being off UBI uh, Mm -hmm. in less than 12 months. That was my trajectory. That will continue to be my trajectory. I'm one of the lucky ones on this program. There are a lot of people right now that have gotten the rug pulled out from under them. Uh, They went back to school or made new housing arrangements. And now, Mm -hmm. not only are they unstable like they were before, it could be worse because maybe they left their job. Or maybe they've decided to make a three-year plan and two years of their financial planning for that two-year plan is now gone.
1: James, I appreciate your insight and hearing the other side of this. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much.
1: That is James Colara, who was part of the program and uh, seems to have a bit of a different insight into it. So, look, it works for some. I don't think it works for all. Let's see what they can come up with. Because there is something to be said for a guaranteed income. You get rid of all that other riffraff, you streamline the services, you cut the costs, and that way you get actual money to those who need it. I'm Alex Pearson, and this is Global News Radio.